0: Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Father, I pray I invite your presence here today. Hallelujah. That we will transition from being a servant in the house to a son in the house. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that your presence would assure it what you have come here for. This is your people. We are your people, Lord. A royal priesthood, a holy nation that belongs to God. Let us not forget that in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. In John chapter 5, verse 19 to 20, 19, it says, Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. But whatever he does, the son does in a like manner. In a like manner. Amen. The son can do nothing of himself. Whatever the father does, the son also does. Amen. If you are a father and you have a son or a daughter. Amen. You are a mother. Hallelujah. And you have children. They would want to imitate you. Hallelujah. Amen. The son cannot do nothing of himself. Jesus is saying about himself that the son can do nothing whatever the Father does, I want to do that in a like manner. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we say amen that I want to do in a like manner as the Father does? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And John 14 verse 12, it says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the work that I do, he will do also. Greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. We will do the works, we can do the works of Jesus and Jesus is saying you can do greater works. We cannot do greater works if you are not doing the works that Jesus did. It is as simple as that. Hallelujah. 1 John 2 verse 6 it says that every man, hallelujah, he who abides himself ought to walk as Jesus walked. And that's the standard that we have. That just like Jesus the Son walked on earth, that's the standard we have. Amen. The Son can do nothing of Himself. But whatever He sees the Father do, He does. Recently I was trying to, uh, uh, trying to do push-ups in the home. And as I was doing push-ups, I felt something on my leg. And I looked back, it's my son trying to copy me. Amen. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, we had prophets and priests. They had a role to fulfill in the kingdom. But in the New Testament, Jesus is saying, the son can do nothing of himself hallelujah so you know it says that we ought to walk as jesus walked which means there is a walk that we have to walk there is a work that we need to work the works that jesus did we can also do When, when we say works it always often comes to our mind as signs and wonders but it is much more than that in every family there are roles there is a role for a father there is a role for a mother there are roles for children In the Godhead as well, there is a role for the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. And as sons, God wants us to take some uh, uh, the, the roles that the Father has for us. Amen. And this role as sons in the kingdom is very similar to the roles that Jesus did on earth. Not the Old Testament prophets and priests, even though we have a lot to learn from them. The Bible says to imitate Christ. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So what should we imitate the Lord of? We have to imitate His character. Amen. Hallelujah. And also what He did. Whatever He did, amen, we ought to imitate that. Just like my son was trying to imitate me. So what are the roles of sons in the kingdom? Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, we see there are roles for the judges, roles for priests, the roles for prophets, the roles for kings. David was a king, amen, and uh, Samuel was a prophet. Amen, Samuel was not king, but in the New Testament, the role is that of a son, amen, hallelujah, even though we can think less of ourselves. The first role that we have in the New Testament, as the sons of the kingdom, is to build the house of the Lord. Amen. You and I, we are called to build the house of the Lord. Now when I say build the house of the Lord, it does not mean this physical building. Now when I say sons, it means both sons and daughters. Genesis 2 verse 15 says, The Lord took man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. So God told Adam to tend and to keep the garden. Now the garden was much more than just some trees growing. The garden was hosting the presence of God. Amen. And God would come in the cool of the day. Amen. So why was this garden so important? This garden was so important because that was where the presence of God was on earth. Now Adam failed in his assignment in building the house of the Lord. Jesus said in John chapter 2 verse 19. He said destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Jesus had built the temple of the Lord inside him and no man whatsoever could destroy that. They could crucify him on the cross. But the temple of the Lord inside him was an eternal temple. was an eternal kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to today ask you, what are you building on the inside? I know we all like to build on the outside. Good apartments, good cars, good flats, good villas. Now God is not, God is not uh, 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 you know, God is not upset with that. But God has an assignment for us as a son. Amen. And as a son, God wants us to build his house. Say, build his house. Build his house. Amen. But we are concerned about building our house. Amen. First house, second house, third house. A house when we go to Delhi, we have a house there. A house when we go outside, we have a house. But the Bible is saying that God is looking for a house. God is saying, foxes have holes. Foxes have a, ho- foxes have a house. Birds of the air has nest, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. It means that God is looking lay his, lay his head, which means that God is looking for a place of rest, which is our dwelling, which is His dwelling place. As a New Testament Christian, the Lord wants us to build a house that will host His presence. Amen. Hallelujah. And it is not this physical place is not the place where God comes and dwells. Our heart is the place where God comes and dwells. Amen. Solomon built a house for the Lord. David had a desire for the house. Amen. In Haggai chapter 1 verse 3 to 5, the word of the Lord came to Haggai. The prophet said, Is it time for you, to you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? Now therefore, thus says the Lord, consider your ways. God does not like His dwelling place to be in ruins. Some of us, we have a dwelling place for the Lord inside, but it's in ruins. And therefore the bible is saying consider it is the son's responsibility it is man's responsibility to build a dwelling place for the father now god does not have a problem when we are living in good panelled houses but god has a problem when his dwelling place is in ruins do we go to a pl- house where do we want to buy a house which is in ruins none of us will and god is not going to lower his standards Solomon had a desire to build the house of the Lord. David had a desire. Amen. Jesus said, tear down this temple and I will raise it up in three days. Jesus had a house of the Lord which could not be destroyed by no matter whatsoever. By no Roman Empire could destroy that. Amen. Our first role is to build that house. So that His presence will come and dwell inside Jesus said, if you obey my commandments, I will come and dwell on the inside. And my Father will come. Amen. Hallelujah. On the day of the Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and dwelled in man. And Jesus is saying, not just the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit will come and dwell. Amen. God is looking for a dwelling place. Only thing that we need to do is to to cooperate with the Holy Spirit so this can be a dwelling place. Amen. Today we think that this physical... Building is the place where God dwells. No. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the second role that we have is to be a king. Amen. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God wants his sons to know that you and I have a role as a king. As a king, you've got to set standards. I lived in a kingdom for a while and I know what it means to be in a kingdom because the king sets the standards. You say anything to the king, you are dead. Our king is also forgiving. Amen. We are royalty. Genesis 1, 26-28. It says that, God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. Amen. And so God is telling us to have dominion. God is telling us, as kings, you got to rule. As a son, the father wants us to rule over what the father has given to us. Adam was the son of God, the Bible says. Now rule does not mean to trample or put down. Rule means to set the standard. You've got to rule over your family. God is saying, I am giving your kingdom. Well, that, that is your kingdom, amen. Your family, your workplace, amen. Your health and your wealth could be your kingdom. Rule over that. Let not that rule you. As, as a son, you've got to rule over it, amen, hallelujah. Now, rule over your family means, bring, as a son, you've got to bring the father's standards to your home. When you, they see you, they need to see God, Amen, in you. Rule over your work means you need to bring the Father's standard to your workplace, not the enemy's standard. Some of us, we are in the kingdom, but we work in the devil's embassy. Rule over your work means to bring the Father's standards. Amen. You can rule over your health. You can say no to some of the ungodly things that you've been having. Amen. So, building a house, being a king. The third one is to being a priest. 1 Peter 2 verse, you are a royal priesthood, amen. In the Old Testament, it was kings were different, priests were different, prophets were different. In the New Testament, amen, it's royal priesthood, which means that we are not only kings, we are not only royalty, we are priesthood, amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is the last high priest. You and I, we are priests, amen. The Old Testament, priests were required to teach the law to the people of Israel. You and I, we are called to bring the as sons. We are called to bring the Father's word, Amen, to the places where we rule. God is us, giving us a place to rule, and God is saying that now, that not only you are a king, you are a priest, which means that we got to bring the word of God and teach the places where we rule. I'm called to bring God's word to my family. It is not the junior church responsibility to teach the word of God to your children. It's your responsibility. The junior church is there probably because the fathers and mothers are not taking the role. If you would take the role, their job is easier. Hallelujah. You know, priesthood and kingdom, they were different in the Garden of Eden. I mean they were the same, in the, they were going together in the garden of Eden because God gave Adam a place to rule and God also gave an Adam to be a priest which means he was responsible to bring God's word to Eve. Now, what was God's word to Adam? Do not eat from that tree. But what did Eve hear? You are not even supposed to touch that. Which means that he didn't teach God's word properly. He didn't function as a son. He did not function in the way that God wanted. I had a missed out in doing the role of a priest. You and I, we have a role to bring the word to our families, amen. To our extension families, amen. Hallelujah. To people that we see, amen, hallelujah. In your workplace. Amen. They might be unbelievers whose responsibility it is to bring God's word. They might have never heard. It's our responsibility. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fourth is not only kings, not only priests, we're also prophets. Amen. Now, when I say, Jesus was a prophet, king, and priest. When I say prophet, it does not mean that all of us are in the office of prophet. All of us are prophets in our own domains. We are prophets in our homes. We have the greatest privilege to hear the voice of God. And prophesy and encourage and comfort and exhort. You are a prophet in your domain. Hallelujah. You can prophesy, amen, hallelujah. You know, a son of God prophesied. Jesus prophesied, amen. Amen. He said to His disciples, I know you fellows will all run away. You can sense things in the Spirit. You can sense things that are going to come. Amen. Hallelujah. You can sense that there is a business deal that you are going to grab. Amen. God is going to put in your plate. You can sense that in the Spirit. You can sense things. Hallelujah. For your children. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 11 to 12. As you know how we exhort and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his own children that you would walk worthy of god who calls you into his kingdom and glory hallelujah just like a father does his children god wants us sons amen hallelujah to not only to that in our families but with each other that is why it says that how can we comfort each other when we are missing the gathering of the saints when we are not willing to come together in the gathering amen We're not willing to come together in our castles or in our local churches, the local groups. Or in the prayer, hallelujah, in the intercession prayer. Where you're not willing to share your burden. How can somebody pray for you? How can somebody exhort and comfort? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You are called to be an intercessor in your family. You are called to be an intercessor to your friends. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Recently, I was having a phone call with somebody. And you said, the person said, Pastor, please pray for me daily that my house building will go on very well. I was thinking, Lord, I don't have even time to pray for myself. I told him, I'll definitely pray for you, brother. I'll definitely pray for you. You know, many people want... The onus of praying for their families, and they want to transfer it. They want to transfer it to somebody else. It is okay to ask for prayer. I am not saying that. Please, uh, please don't. Please don't quote that. You know you can't ask for prayer. I didn't mean that. But they want to shift that responsibility. You cannot shift the responsibility as a son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. When your children are sick, you don't go knock the other house and ask that father to come. No, you don't do that. You step into it. Similarly, when you need to pray for your family, you step into it. You know, when I have I've understood, when I have prayed for my children, amen, it is more powerful than probably Benny Hinn coming and praying for them. You know why? Because I have domain. I have domain over that. Even though God may use people like him, amen, When I have, God has given me that thing to take care of, amen. It is God-given assignment. And when I'm stepping there, amen, I'm a son, amen, hallelujah. Trying to bring what God wants into their lives. Hallelujah. I remember a few years ago, amen, when my daughter was very sick, amen, hallelujah. She had, uh, I I don't know, one or two degree Fahrenheit and she was burning all over. And I was just praying and praying, and I took leave to pray, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, and I was praying, you know, Uh, um, I was just a first time father, and I was praying through the night, and nothing was happening, I remember I called up somebody and said, you know, uh, uh, I'm praying through, but I'm not, it is not coming through. The person said, don't pray to me, don't pray prayers of desperation. Put on a prayer of faith, amen, hallelujah. I just stood up from there and said, Lord, I'm going to see my child being healed. I'm not going to go away from this place, amen, hallelujah. Within a few hours, amen, her temperature came down. Hallelujah, that stirred a, that stirred a faith in me, hallelujah. That as sons, amen, that I have a power over what God has given to me. Amen. I that is why Jesus said all authority has been given to me over heaven and earth. Why? Because the father gave him authority. God has given you authority. Amen. He has asked you to rule. Which means an intruder comes. Amen. Be that sickness. You are up on your toes. This is my kingdom. How dare you come in anyway? How dare you come into my Kingdom, Amen. The Father has entrusted. I don't want to see any sickness in my home, even though there might be an unanswered prayer. Don't feel condemned, Amen. I have seen unanswered prayers. Hallelujah. But still, we take the attitude. See, what is the key? The key is to take the attitude of a prophet, a priest, and a king. We are three in one. Amen. Can you say next to the person, I am three in one. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, that's, that's a great privilege. In the Old Testament, it was all separate. The New Testament has all come together. Amen. Jesus was a king, prophet, and a priest. He was a high priest. Amen. The last high priest. Now, that does not stop there. We have a fifth role to... To complete God's work and assignment amen. So now that we have a king, we have a, we are kings, God has given us a place to rule, God has also given us a work to work in the kingdom. I don't see some joy when, I, when whenever the work I say you know it is such a, sometimes it's a dirty word. When I was working in technopark I used to hear many of my colleagues, oh pani kitti. and I am thinking you labor very. You are paid for that. Genesis 2 verse 15 to 20. It says that God took madam. To God took, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tent and to keep it. The Lord commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the every tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. The Lord God said, it is not good that a man should be alone, I'll make him a helper, comparable to him. Out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him. God now sees us as kings. He has given us a place to rule and have dominion. And God is giving man work to do. Amen. What was the work? Hallelujah. To tend and to keep the garden. The work did not come because of the fall, but the work was given before the fall. But work became a mess because of the fall. Now God told Adam to tend the garden. Now I want you to look, verse 20, uh, verse 19, it says that. And God brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. Amen. I'm going to say, why well, I just told, told about one bad, dirty word, which is work. I'm going to add one more thing, which is called task. God gave them a task. Amen. What was the task? You name all the creatures. Check. Yeah. You name all the birds. Hallelujah. Whatever Adam called, that was his name. No questions asked because God told, this is what I'm going to give you. You have dominion, you have rule. Now, whatever you do, I am going to allow it because I have put you in that place. So which means that when he saw the lion, it was not named as lion, but he put it as lion and he said, I'm going to put this creature as lion. I'm going to put this creature as ant. Wow. Wow. Can you say, praise God? What a wonderful God. Amen. He gave us the authority to name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It was not an easy assignment, neither was it an impossible assignment. Amen. God gave authority. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So, God wants us to complete God's work and God's assignment. Hallelujah. There might be tasks for us to do today. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us not ignore that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God wants us to take the role to complete. Amen. Not to start. Not just to start. Amen. But to complete. Say the word complete. To finish. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, I want to pray. There is a transition, Lord. Hallelujah. From... The troubles that we have been having in the workplace to a fruitfulness, hallelujah! I sense the name Abraham, hallelujah. That you have been a season, you were in a season of say troubles, hallelujah, Of pains, hallelujah. Now you're going to see the fruit. God is putting your, putting a hand of a frame over you, hallelujah. I want to pray in Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. Let it, let it be. You would bear fruit, daddy, hallelujah. And God is going to bless the fruit, amen, hallelujah. Much more than you can ask or imagine. Thank you, Lord. The sixth role is to be a good steward of whatever God has given in the kingdom. God gave everything to man in that garden. God told him to keep. He not only really told him to dent, but he was told to keep as well. God wanted... His son Adam to be a good steward. You know what a good steward is looking? A good steward is looking for active dangers. But I see Adam as a son not fulfilling this role. Because the enemy came. He was absent. When the enemy came to tempt him. Adam was found absent. Amen. I don't know if Adam was sleeping. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Jesus was faithful as in the house as a son. When Adam... He could not fulfill the role of being a good steward in the garden. God had entrusted him. Moses was found to be faithful, hallelujah, as a servant. You and I, hallelujah, as a son, as a son, we got to be faithful as a good steward. Which means that when you're spending money, hallelujah, if you're a good steward, you would think, Lord, as a father, do you really want me to spend this? That's a good steward. They will they will be diligent about their purchases. The next role that I have is that we have is the seventh is to be a restorer. Hallelujah! Genesis three chapter twenty uh, chapter three verse twenty one says and. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. You know, in the garden, God was a restorer of relationship. When God came in the cool of the day, hallelujah, Adam was found hiding. And he made tunics of leaf. He knew that, God knew that Adam can't stand. So he took an animal, killed it, and the tunics of skin was used to clothe. It was representing what was going to come. Amen. God was restoring them. God's plan for salvation has started that day. Today, you and I, God also wants us to be as sons, to restore people to a kingdom. Is there anybody backsliding that you know? Hallelujah. God wants you to restore him, bring him back. God also wants to bring him people of disobedience, people who don't know the Lord, to bring them into his kingdom. Hallelujah. God is a God who restores. Somebody is upset with you. Would you be humble enough so that you can go after him and restore? When God, when Abraham found his his nephew, Lot was being attacked. Amen. He was, he set himself. He went after Lot. A few years ago, I had a, a shattered relationship with a dear brother that I knew for years. And one night, amen, hallelujah, it just broke. And I remember seeing a vision like just a shattered glass. And I was thinking, God, this is difficult to bring it back together. It is impossible. And I cried and cried for a few days and weeks. That The pain was unbearable for me. And I decided, and I was thinking, Lord, I can forgive him. The Lord challenged me, can you, can you be a restorer? Can you go after him? I said, Lord, I can't do that because he's the one who did all these things to me. But the Lord was challenging me, can you humble down and go after I said, Lord, okay, I'll do it, but I need time. I need time. I need time to, you know, set my heart right. And It was a journey, amen, it took three or four years to To restore that relationship. Today, God willing, I want to thank God for that. He restored it. Man, God is a great restorer. God is a great restorer. What was that shattered glass? Even though it was impossible, God can bring that together. Hallelujah! God is a restorer of relationships. God wants you and I to be a restorer. Thank you, Lord. The eighth role is to be a multiplier. God told Adam to be fruitful and multiply. Your multiplication is the sign of your fruitfulness. Your words are not the sign of your fruitfulness. You say that I am fruitful, I am fruitful. No, you want to look at what are you multiplying. Okay, so in your workplace, if you to know that you are fruitful or not, is more work coming into your plate. Not your increased salary. Hallelujah. Because I have a scripture for you. Luke 19, verse 12 to 26. I won't read the entire scripture. It talks about a certain nobleman who had ten of his servants. Gave them one coin each, ten minas each. And told him, do business till I come. Okay? Do business till I come. And uh, his citizens hated him, sent a delegation after him, saying, we will not have this man reign over us. Verse 15, so it was when he returned having received the kingdom, he commanded his servants to whom he had given the money to be called that he might know how much each man had gained by training, by trading. Then came the first, saying, Master, your mina has earned ten minas. You know, Jesus didn't, God, the nobleman did not say, you say right now. The man who was fruitful just came forward and said, see you gave me one mina, I have made it ten. You will be pa- active. Hallelujah! You will be on fire, even even when the Lord is asking for accounts. If you are going back, it's a sign that you have not bore fruit. He said, "Well done, servant. You are faithful in a very little. Have authority over ten cities." Wow! And the second man came and said, "Master, your miner has earned five minors Likewise, he said, "You sh- you also be over five cities." another came saying, probably the last person, I don't know. Master, here is your miner. I have kept it away in a handkerchief. For I feared you, for you were an austere man. You collect what you do not deposit and reap what you do not sow. Hallelujah. The Lord said, and I going to jump to verse 24. Take the miner from him and give it to him who has ten miners. But they said to him, Master, he has ten miners. You know, they are also their competition. Huh? Master, he has ten miners. Lord what I say to you, that is everyone who has will be given to him, to from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Amen. The Lord wants you to be a sower. And if you are a sower, amen, you will put what God has given to you in trading. Amen. Whatever trade that you are in, whatever work that you are in, not just in your workplace, but in every work that you do, if you put what you have, amen, it is designed to multiply. If it is not multiplying, I don't know. There's some other problem. But it is designed, amen. Say designed to multiply. What I have is designed to multiply, amen. Hallelujah. When you need to have an attitude of multiplier, you have a role of a multiplier. Put into use and see that multiply. You know, put into use and relax and see, amen. You enjoy the fruit. If you are a sower, you will reap. Whether you're sowing the right way or in the wrong way, you will definitely reap. Hallelujah. You can multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Hallelujah. The ninth one is as sons, God wants us to bring order. Say order. Order is there because in this world there is disorder. God wants His Son to bring order. You and I, we can usher in order. Amen. Hallelujah. There was disorder as a result of the fall. Father God had to intervene. Amen. So that, so, so that order can be restored. There was disorder in the family. Therefore, God had to say, whether a man rule over the woman, that order came because of the fall. In Isaiah it says that, 58 verse 12, You shall be called the repairers of the breach. You shall build the old waste places. And you shall raise up foundations of many generations. And you shall be called the repairers of the breach. The restorer of streets to dwell in. As a son, you can bring order on the behalf of the father. Just like the father bought order in the garden of Eden. God wants you to bring order. You can step in. Hallelujah. Don't shy. Amen. I remember that in one meeting that I had, there was a team and we had two teams. Amen. One team was calling in from Kuchin and there was another team in Trivandrum and they were fighting over some silly issues. And I I was like upset. I was thinking, Lord, what can I do? And suddenly I said, are you ashamed? Amen. God has given you great jobs. God has given you wonderful houses. You are wearing great clothes. Your children are going to good school. And you are fighting over silly things. Either when, when I told that I didn't know the effects of it. But they said, let's do it. Let's, be, let's humble down. Let's stop the fight. You can bring an order. Hallelujah. There is death and life is the power of your tongue. Amen. The only problem is we got to use it. Amen. You can multiply. Amen. You can bring an order because the Spirit of God is inside us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next role that God has, all these roles are there in the Garden of Eden itself. Amen. And the life of Jesus. The next role is, is that God has us to be peacemakers. In the Garden of Eden, there was a war or tension between man and the woman, man and the serpent. They started a blame game. And God had to step in to bring peace. God had a role of a peacemaker to bring peace. Amen. God did not shy away from that. Hallelujah. He made peace. Amen. Matthew 5 verse 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Amen. The sons of God make peace. They don't make war. They don't make fights and tensions and arguments. Amen. If you have an argumentative character in you, it is not the spirit of God. I'm sorry to say. As a son, you can be a peacemaker in your home, in your, in your neighborhood. Amen. An immature son will allow a fight to go by or a fight to uh, you know, aggravate. But a mature son will step in and say, Can we bring peace? Amen. Hallelujah. God is watching over us. Let's have a fear of the Lord. The next role that we have is to be a problem solver. Hallelujah. The Bible is full of stories of people facing problems. Amen. One after the other. Amen. Amen. Even God had a problem in the Garden of Eden. God's plan A did not work. Or man disobeyed God's plan. God had a problem to solve. And as a son carrying the father's heart, the father wants us to solve problems. Amen. I want to repeat that. As a son carrying the father's heart, God wants us to solve problems not carrying our earthly father's heart, even though he might be good, but God as a son wants to carry his heart and on his behalf solve problems. An immature son will run away from problems. He will try to sweep it under the carpet. Many times I have tried to mitigate problems, which means to sweep it under the carpet or or to let it be there for some time. It was always aggravated. It always burned my hands. And I was thinking, God, I was such a fool. I should have handled it then and there itself. Then and there itself. It's like a wound that you have. You have a problem. It's like a wound that you have. If you leave it unattended, it's going to be an infection. Amen. Today I'm not ruffled by when problems come. Hallelujah. When problems come, as a son, that is what we are here to solve. Now look at the last one. You and I, God wants us to create the right culture. The right culture is not just in our homes, in our society. God wants us to bring in the right culture. God wants us to bring Heaven's culture in your homes, workplaces, in the society. Amen. Heaven's culture is a culture of the Holy Spirit. As a spirit-filled son, you can bring daddy's culture wherever you go. As a son, I I want to challenge you to be a praying family. That's the role of a father and a mother. Amen. I want to challenge you. It's not easy. Amen. I want to tell you, it's not easy because by the time I get home, and sometimes I'm very tired, my wife will say, it's time to pray. We would get up. Or when she's tired, I would say, let's pray. Amen. You've got to create a culture of being a praying family. You've got to be a culture of being a fun-filled family. Not just being a serious family all the time. You've got to be a culture. That your business would be a godly business. It takes time. Amen. Hallelujah. To build culture takes time. You want to build your godly business? It will take time. Start from zero. Start from step one. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are walking into a place that is that is a messy. Amen. Don't think everything will uh, start right being from first day. You got to start that one task. Just like Adam was given that one task of naming animals. Start from that. Start from there, and then there, and the next step, and then you start to build culture. Bringing culture, creating culture takes time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we are so grateful. I don't know every head to bow down. Lord, we want to thank you. That we are sons. I'm going to ask you, if, if you are not a son, if you are not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please don't look around. If you, if you are not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can just raise your hand. We'll pray with you. Who do you want to receive Jesus? Maybe you have ran away from the presence of God. and You want to come back. I'm going to ask you that. Just raise your hand. We're just going to pray for you. Nobody's going to look at you. It's between you and God. I want to remind it's between you and God. What you're conversing is not between me and you. It is between me and God. If you want to come back in the presence of God, you have drifted away. Just raise your hand. We'll pray with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Hallelujah. If you want to, if you want to walk as a son, and say, Lord, if you think that you have messed up as a son, just raise your hand. We're going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Hallelujah. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we want to pray. Many times we have not understood your heart, Lord. We want to repent. We want to repent, O oh Lord we going to repent, We belong to your family, Daddy. We grew up in your courts. You we were there when we made that first cry when we came out from our mother's womb. You we were there when we started to walk, Lord. Many times we didn't realize it. You we were there when we said, Lord, I want you to be my Savior. And just like that, younger son of that good, loving father, that prodigal son, we have ran away, but we are coming back to be a son in your kingdom, not as slaves. Lord, we know that we are worthy only worse than slaves. But you saw us, you saw us like a son; therefore, you came running. I sense the Lord coming, running to some of you. Thank you, Lord. Help me to live as a son. Help me to live. Let that be the cry of our heart today. I want all of you to have a cry of our heart today that I want to live as a son. I want to live as, a, as looking at the Father and living. sense the Holy Spirit saying convicting somebody about what a baptism has been saying to you. If you think that the Lord, the Lord is saying to you to do, do that. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you just like we heard today. God wants to encourage each other. If you think the Lord is speaking to you, convicting you. Father, I thank you those watching me online, those here, thank you, Lord, for moving in our midst. Thank you for this wonderful presence of the Holy Spirit that is hovering over you. Let us be filled with your love. There is grace for your call. Amen. There is a grace for the call. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.